talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Ricky. I was saying, what's up, man? You know? Oh, chilling, man. Chilling, chilling. Uh, just uh, just another week. Another week down. Another week down uh, Down in the books. How they say, right? Is that what people say? <clears throat> I, don't, I don't even know. Another week <laughs> down in the books. That's what they used to say on like, all the old Nick at Night shows I would watch. You know? Yeah, really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yo, you still uh are you done with that one show that you've been watching? Um talking about old shows, uh Indiana Jones. Was it the Indiana Jones? Chronicles? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been done with that, man. I, I I was uh I was a little depressed um as soon as I was done with that because it I, I was expecting a couple more episodes and I'm guessing some of them got left out. There's one <laughs> that I ended up YouTubing. Because uh, wow. it was because it was one that Harrison Ford was actually in. Oh, and I was, yeah, it was it was it was kind of a little a little a uh, little wild that one. That was a little racy. A little, you know what a, I mean. A little, a little multiverse, but at the same time, a little uh, problematic, <laughs> bro. And uh, I'm trying to. Who else was in it? Uh, this guy, he's uh, he's in Westworld with the glasses, black guy. Um, What other movies is he in? I mean, you you'll you know who he is if I uh, if I I don't know maybe if I said his name. Let me see. Let me see if I could find him real quick. Because uh, now because now I got to give him his prop. Jeffrey Wright. Yo, that's Peoples, man. Yeah, that's, yes, that's Come on, man. Yes. <laughs> Yo, that's right. Come on, that's all you had to say. As soon as you said, as soon, if you would have said that, I would have known. But or, or his name, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jeffrey Wright. Peoples was in this episode, like back then. So oh, way like, back oh, in the wow. day. Yeah, in like 1991 or 93 or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's was, it was pretty funny. But he's uh, he played. Who was he? What jazz musician was he? Ah, he played somebody. I forget who he played. You talking about like in the show? In the show, yeah, in the show itself. Come on, man. So, Come on, man. Don't disappoint me, bro. Put that memory to work. It wasn't that long. Oh man, what 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 did he play? Uh, Jeffrey Wright in in uh, Young Indiana Jones. Young Indiana. Come on, man. Why you look that up? Yeah, the homie. Oh, there he is. We the got special him. guest finally came through. What's up? What's up? What's up? I, I like that. You can hear me? Oh, yeah, we hear you loud and clear. I like that special guest. I like that, man. Thanks special for having guest. me on, man. I appreciate it. Word. No, thank you for uh, thank you for obliging. We uh we appreciate you coming through to our little uh to our little stereo presentation. Um where, 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 how many fans we got now, Saul? 
I think we might have somewhere around 16. Yo, we got 16 fans, bro. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The movement is strong, baby. The movement is strong. Um, so real quick, Ross, uh, he played a young uh, Sidney Bichette. Sidney Bechet, yes, yeah, yes. Sidney Bechet. That's who he played. That's who he was supposed to be playing in this. Uh, <laughs> this we talking anyway. about um, we're talking about my so Xavier, my boy's been watching um, <laughs> been watching uh, the Young Indiana Jones series. Don't ask me why. <laughs> it's just what he does. Okay. And so, okay. and so Jeffrey Wright was on there. Okay. And so Jeffrey Wright was on there, and Jeffrey Wright played Sidney Sidney Bechet. Um, Sydney Bechet, y'all, um, y'all might, whoever is listening, Sydney Bechet, use, use, he's from, was rather from New Orleans, and um, he's the dude who put on Louis Armstrong, yes, in Chicago. Okay. He's the dude who put on Louis Armstrong. Um, I mean, he was just big time down in New Orleans, and uh, you know, he ended up like, like, like my man said, he ended up moving to Chicago and whatnot, and 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 that was during the Great Migration, right? So, a lot of uh, a lot of people who were down south just started moving up north, and um, eventually, Louis Armstrong made his way up there with his uh, with his trumpet, and Sidney Bechet ended up giving him giving him uh, a couple of gigs, and put, I think he recorded with him too. Don't quote me. I know I know that he played in his band for a bit while he was up there, but I think he recorded with him as well. I think. Shout, shout out to Ken Burns for teaching me this. Such a big history guy. Listen to you. Nah. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you. These, these, these is all. These is all in the books. This is all in the books. Oh man, this is all in the books. But yo, um, let's do yeah, this, right? In introduce us, right? Yeah, let, let's, let's do this, God. right? Um, Put them through a ringer. Let's go. So, <laughs> yo, g give me some horns, so Give me some horns. Let's see where quick. we at. Where are we at with the horns? What do you need horns right now? This minute. I need some horns real quick. Real quick. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> the raw horns. The raw horns. <laughs> raw horn. Raw horn. Here we go. There you go. There you go. All right, y'all. All right. Okay. So tonight joining us, we have a man who uh, can literally help you get your money up, a man who I've turned to for advice and insight on various topics over the last apparently eight years. Yeah. He, uh, he wears many hats. He is a career coach. He is a hip hop aficionado. My man also make beats if you're trying to get your mixtape or album right. He's a Star Wars expert. An all-around comic book nerd, but my favorite title for him is friend. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, representing Lafrac City, Queens, I give you Mr. Xavier Humphrey, or as the streets like to call him, Mr. Humphreys. <laughs> I like that you said Lafrac City. I appreciate that one. You went back there. Okay. You know, I had to look out for you, man. I know I know that Lafrac's a big part of- uh, It is. A big part of your story, a big part of who you are, you know what I'm saying? So I, ha I had to represent. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you having me on. How you doing, Saul, man? Thank you for having me on. Thanks for the horns and everything, man. Yo, like, yo, yo, you, you get horns 24-7, my guy. 24-7 <laughs> horns all day. <laughs> word, word. So, yo, so here's what we're going to do, all right? So um, we're going to do uh, the wows and pals. That's usually how we do things. So wows, things that went well for you this week. Pals, things that didn't go too well. So I'm gonna go ahead and start off. Then after that, I'll have I'll have my man Saul go, go ahead, and then uh, Mr. Humphrey, you you can go ahead and bless us with your wows and pals. Does, does that sound good? Okay. 
Cool, cool, cool. So my wows. Let's see. I'm only gonna I'm only gonna go speci- specify on one of them. It was uh, this week. <laughs> this week, uh, my son was so excited because he learned how to dance bachata. Oh, so, <laughs> and oh, merengue. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Am I gonna see him on Saturday? That was that was uh, uh yes sir yes sir he's coming okay, through tomorrow yeah. so <laughs> so the, his dance class at school they busted out with uh his teacher busted out with teaching him that and my man my man student <laughs> yo as soon as I came home from work it was like dad I learned how to dance my child I had homeboy had some beat in his head <laughs> and he was going <laughs> off he was going off uh. So that was my wow for the week. As far as pals go, uh man, let's let's we we won't go into it because we already heard my rant last week. But uh the situation in Afghanistan, you know, there was the bombing not long ago yesterday. 13, 13 US Marines died, but we don't know how many Afghans or just non-service members died from were affected. So hold up, was, hold up. Say hold on, what happened now? Um, in, in Kabul yesterday by the airport, um, what, what are they called? The uh, ISIS, ISIS-K, ISIS-K went ahead and they, they, sent, they sent in two suicide bombers and um, 13, 13 military members, 13 U.S. military members died. And um, we, I, 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 we, we never really, well, we, there probably is more information. I didn't dig too deep. I was just kind of like, ugh about the whole situation, but yeah, so at least 13 U.S. military members died. We don't know how many civilians really were affected by the whole thing, and uh, whether it was U.S. or Afghan military, I mean, uh, civilians affected, it was uh, it was a pretty shitty situation, but that's that's what's happening in, in Afghanistan right now. As the Taliban is taking over, because that wasn't a Taliban thing. It was definitely, the first, first of all, the Taliban doesn't, the Taliban doesn't roll with, um, with ISIS. They don't roll with ISIS. They don't roll with Al-Qaeda. So ISIS, mm. ISIS just saw now that the Americans are leaving, they kind of saw the, uh, it as a as an opportunity for them to start doing some dirt. So they did that. So mm. that was my pal. That's interesting. I, yeah. I I didn't really hear too much about that. I didn't know that. I didn't know they started doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, what I about mean, you? I know it was getting bad, but that's wild. Huh. Oof. Anyways, um, let's see. Wows and pals. Uh, you know what? Uh, so I will share this. Wow, I shared it with you guys on the thread. Um, but uh, your boy's got a new job. Oh, oh no! Finally, hold on. I gotta give myself DJ horns for that real quick because I give yourself uh, the horns, sir. Yes, sir. Oh man, yeah. So, um, so uh, if anyone has been listening to this show uh, the last few months or so. Uh, you've been following me on my journey uh, of like, uh, just, I don't know, through how much I hate this current job that I'm at. Bro, and, uh, let's keep it real. We <laughs> followed you on a journey from layoff until shitty yeah. job until now new job. With yes. yes, the struggle, the struggle has been has been real. But um, so I started in a couple of weeks, um, got to sign the offer letter and everything. They're sending that over and um you know, I guess I guess that's my wow. I'm pretty excited about that, but I I do have a uh, 
another interview lined up for Monday for another job with another company. So he's putting all his business on. Go ahead, player. Hey, listen, I'm I'm be like I'm a free agent right now. Okay? <laughs> yeah, so you, right. you heard that, X Men? <laughs> yep, I, I get it. I, you are gonna go to the interview, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. At Monday, Monday at one thirty, I'll be there, and um, you know, wh- whichever one has the best offer. Of course, that's right. You know what I mean, pal. I'm gonna sign that contract. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But um, and if and I guess moving on to my pal, if I have a pal, um, and I'll sneak this in here for the pal because uh, I mean, my pal every week is just this crappy job that I'm at now. But um, the school board uh. So real quick, I see school, school board. board. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I read this article. Um, it was last week, uh, ten days ago actually, and it's uh by one of the school board members there, John Arguel Ar- Arguello. Ar- Arguello, come on, Arguello. son, don't don't do it like that. Hey, hey, I'm just making sure. I'm like Arguello, Arguello, Ar- yeah, you know, just, just just in case. But anyways, John John Arguello. There you go. Uh, from the Osceola County School Board, he's a member on there, uh, decided to, uh, I guess he's a guest columnist uh, for the Orlando Sentinel, uh, and uh, kind of decided to spill a little a little tea. Just a little bit. Just, I mean, but a tiny bit, because he didn't really give too many names, so or any names at all. So that's my pal, really, is the fact that he wasn't, uh, you know, just kind of, like, I needed more details. But he's, pretty much, he's saving it. He's saving it for the exclusive interview that he's gonna give on Get It How You Live. Boom! I put it out in the universe. I hope so. I, let's manifest that because he's pretty much been echoing the same sentiments I've had uh, since. I mean, since forever with the Oscar right, School so t- Board. Tell him why you mad, son. What are, What are some of those sentiments? Um. Well, what he was kind of saying is, and I'll just read off from from his uh, from his column here from what he wrote. Uh, like cultural problems begin with rampant conflicts of interest on the school board or perception of favoritism within the ranks and the lack of equitable relationships with the community at large. So what that pretty much means is that it's a, a good old boy system. And, uh, you know, if you're not in the, in, in the, in the club, then, Hey, they're not going to play ball with you. And he goes on to say that uh, a lot of the people are, you know, the, the school board is, it, it to, to some extent, they uh, they just try to use it as a stepping stone to a higher political office um, by the connected and powerful small town oligarchy of Osceola. He's so, got name names, yo. And that's what I'm saying. I I, I have a feeling I I know a name already, but oh. I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. Nah, don't go there. Don't go there. But that's my that's that's my pal. The fact that he didn't, he didn't name any names, but my man is. Other than that, it's really a wow because, hey, my man's people there, you know, I'm starting to get the sense that they might be getting a little bit more uh, emboldened to to demand uh, a little bit of uh, accountability and change there from these people, from these crooks on that school board, a lot of them. Oh, but, boy. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. No, no. I'm just saying. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, Here we go. I, How many I, drinks I want... are you in? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Bro, you know that Western Suns is coming Western in nice Suns. and crispy. <laughs> Xavier, you know, you know about the Western Suns? <laughs> Xavier, heard. you don't want to know. Xavier, you don't want to know. I've heard. I haven't I had, had that taste. No, no, no. <laughs> I pray to God you never develop that taste, my friend. <laughs> all right, Mr. 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 Humphreys. What's, what's up with you, man? What are your wilds and pals, sir? All right, I say the wow is a close colleague of mine. I was on the phone with her, like say, three weeks or a month ago when she got a 
invitation for a job interview for a pretty, pretty big company. Mm. And coincidentally, I was on the phone with her a few days ago when she got the offer after, after, you know, going through the interview process. And it's a wow because, and it kind of goes to what Saul was talking about. I was thinking about when you were talking about being in the club, relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She got that job based on a relationship. She got the interview. Got it. She got that interview in somehow being in the club, right? And, you know, she admits that, and that's that's the way it has to happen. But the great thing about that is her income has been doubled. Mm. Ooh. Right? Doubled. Almost more than doubled. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk about it. How that changes her entire family dynamics, how she feels about her value as a person, as an employee. And now she's trying to get people on the same wave as she is. So, you know, to see her win and see her try to get people on, that was a big. Isn't that, isn't that nice though? Like somebody gets a W and instead of just being like, all right, I'm out. It's more like, yo, here's some keys. I mean, cause what's, what's winning by yourself? Mm. You you have like $20 million in the bank. You ain't got, you ain't, you ain't really got nobody. You just, it's just like you're by yourself. Nobody cares what you got. You know what I mean? It's like, so the fact that she want to see other people win that, I think that's a, that was a big, uh, wow. So a pow, right? <laughs> uh, real quick, I might have to jump in there. Cause if I had 20 mil in the bank, y'all could leave me the hell alone. Nah. All right, Scarface. All right, Scarface. I don't need nobody. <laughs> I'll be, I'll build friends. I go to build a bear. Well, what I mean is like, you know, so if you got the 20 mil, but you would still try to put people on because of the resources. Right? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel right. It's not like you're going to be, you're going to go in your castle and be like, okay, I don't want to do anything for anybody. Buy a humbug. I'm going to be in here. But you probably be like, okay, I got these resources. Let me let me see what I can what I can do about this and that that kind of thing. I used to look up to a man named Scrooge McDuck when I was a child. So <laughs> I, don't know, I could I could swim. I could swim in a pool of gold coins. You can. <laughs> but I digress. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that's funny, Scrooge McDuck. I, I did kind of like that smile character, that dragon. You know, in there with all the with all the jewels from uh, from the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of like that. I was like, I yo, since when did dragons get cool? I was I was really feeling him in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But anyway, I guess the worst um is the opposite. Uh uh somebody I've been mentoring since two thousand and wow, two thousand and eleven. She's graduated, she's in debt. She's mm. got a bachelor's degree and she is currently for all of her income, she's Ubering. And that's not something that she wants to do. You know, I'm not saying anything is wrong with Ubering, but that's I'm not what she yeah. paid $60,000 for college. And so she doesn't have any uh, connections, you know, cause she's been kind of going from job to job, customer service jobs, that kind of thing. So I hadn't heard from her for, for a little bit, for a few months, and then to hear that she's still struggling with that. It's just like, oh. So that wasn't too cool to hear. But it's real, and it's happening to a lot of people. Damn. 
it's a uh, it's it's very disheartening. Yes, when you don't uh, you know, just kind of rejection after rejection. Yes. Right? like trust me, I've I've been there. I've I've been through this whole thing, you know, this the last uh, the last year or so. So, you, you do it tires you out. You're yes. you're tired of of being hungry. You know what I mean? Like, you're tired of of always being on the grind. Like that hurts. That that at a, at a certain point it, it it takes it takes its toll on you. You know, mentally especially. Um, so yeah, good, good luck to her though. Hopefully, hopefully things will turn around. You just got to kind of keep beating at the, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Just beating at the board. She's got to kind of change things up a little bit, you know, but it, again, it, it gets discouraging. And so one of the reasons why I got into what I got into is because I couldn't find jobs. Hmm. Mm. You know what? So we're gonna we're gonna jump right into that, yeah. and then um and then we're gonna turn around and hit you with the sinister six later. But yeah, because that's the the main reason why we asked you to come on this 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 week today, because um at the end of the at the end of this month in September, once September starts, jobless benefits, the unemployment benefits, are basically gonna end in many states, and so. We wanted to to have you on because, as I said earlier, you, sir, are a career coach. Yes. And we wanted to for you to come through and maybe, like, give some some jewels to, to our listeners, all 16 of them. And just because as those jobless benefits are going to end, people are going to look for an opera are, are going back to looking for work. And some people don't want to go back to the old jobs that they had because they don't feel like they were valued at those jobs. There was this old adage that a lot of people aren't trying to go back to work because they're making money, more money on unemployment than they were making on their regular jobs. And if that is true, even though I question that that was the reason why, but if that is true, then it's a shame for those earlier, like for those previous jobs to not be able to pay them a live, to not be willing to pay them a living wage. So um, you mentioned that the reason why you got into what you do is because you couldn't find work. So could you please just um, enlighten us and give us a little bit on your, uh, just your path? So it's interesting that I try to help people find their way because I couldn't find my way for, for a long time. I have so much education. <laughs> I've done so many different different jobs. I've done everything from work in a grocery store and in the dairy and frozen food area from working at a nursing home as a nursing assistant, a home health aide, went to school for film and video. So I worked in lighting and stage, audiovisual technician, did that for a little bit. Then from there went to work at a warehouse. And the warehouse is where I really made the dough. Mm. Driving that forklift is where I really made a lot of that dough. Walmart took that took them out of business. Mm. And I was like, okay, you know, now what? So that was right after I got married and I lost, you know, I lost that position. And so I was like, what do I do now? I went to a, a truck driving school and the truck driver, the guy in there looked at me. He was like, nah, man. You, you two, you two in love with your wife. You ain't gonna like this truck driving thing. You're gonna leave a truck 
full of million dollar products right in the middle of the road. I was like, damn, you can see that. <laughs> so that didn't work out. So <laughs> I took a, a mailroom clerk position at the uh, at UCF College. It was a temporary position, man. They were paying eight fifty an hour, but I figured take it. It was at a staffing company. At least I'd get a check by the end of the week. And that position I built into what I have done right now, basically from that position into higher education and into career coaching, because looking for a job is not fun. It can be discouraging. Um, the constant rejections is a part of the process. So I thought that maybe if I can make people understand their value during mm -hmm. the process that can kind of keep them going and also understand that it is a numbers game and it is a in the club game, meaning that you got to get into the club. You have to know people, right. To get mm -hmm. to that line, mm. that velvet rope. How do you make and build relationships with people? You know, are you using social media on a professional platform to build relationships with relationships with people? Are you doing it at the right time or are you doing it just when you need it? So those are some of the things that was my path on how I got to where I am. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at it too. It's something that I know I'm, I'm pretty good at, but one thing I tell people, I cannot guarantee you a job and I don't know who can. And if mm. someone can guarantee you a job, I would go to them. Acts. Now, got another question because now yeah. you just gave us your origin story and we appreciate that. Um, so let's say I've been I've been home for however many months. I used to I used to be a server and now I'm thinking, all right, I'm about to go back to work. What are some things that I should give thought to if I'm like, I don't want to go back to that restaurant because they're not going to give me no benefits? Well, I, first of all, I think that people that have been home for a while that were serving, they got to get their mind right. Do you really want to go back to work? Because it's not going to be easy. And so what kind of effort are you ready to put into this, this job search thing? And you're saying, so they don't want to go back as a server. They're looking to get into some other type of work. Mm. I mean that so that's what I did funny enough. Okay. I um uh, I mean a lot of people know this about me and 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 if they don't like you know if people are listening they don't know this about me. I I uh originally well I first started I guess like in retail back in the day day but um the last probably you know before the last like maybe 3 or 4 years of my life before that probably the last 15 were in hospitality. I worked at uh, I worked in Bahama Breeze. I worked at Carabas. I worked at uh, Chili's before that at Wolfgang Pucks when I was 19. I uh, recently was uh, like Hard Rock. NBA Cafe, City. NBA City. Um, and then a country club out at Champions Gate uh, in Clubhouse at Oasis. Um, what other restaurant jobs? I mean, just, you know, bartending downtown, bartending at City. So I... I noticed, you know, like that—that—that's the thing. Like, it's tough when you're when you're a server, a bartender in that hospitality life, because your whole schedule is different. Everything is upside down. Like, it's completely reversed from what you would like to get into. Ideally, if you're trying to leave that industry, 
and it's tough to put on paper uh, how those skills translate to like an office job, let's say, you know, like you've been working in, in, in the restaurant world for X amount of time. You know, we're all not, not let's, let's not be naive about this. Um, it's not the most industry to be in when, you know, in, in certain parts of it. Right. So uh, like, uh, like, like Xavier was just saying, you know, when he says you have to get your mind right and, and you have to, so if you really want to get back into working, you know, do you really, what I, I, what I'm getting from what he's saying is, are you ready to make that sacrifice to where you're not going to have cash in your pocket every night That's and right. you're going to have to plan out and budget out your life, like your month, you know, your bills, because that paycheck isn't going to be coming every night or every week. It'll be coming every two weeks, you know, for the most part. If you're, you know, and you can't find a job that'll be a paycheck every week, but it's still, you're going to have to wait. And you're also going to have to do different type of work and it might not feel like you're making as much, but you have to take into account off season. And especially like I worked at Cabana Bay at the pool bar during winter. Mm. who's out there at the pool bar right (laughs) you know so it's like all right would you would you do you want to take a sacrifice and and pay a little bit in the sense of like maybe making you know whatever like hopefully now you can make 15 an hour now like you should not be going to work for less than 15 an hour at 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 a job somewhere that's how i feel like um just because the way things are going but it is you know it, it is tough to kind of get out of that. I, I went ahead and ended up getting a retail job just to, cause you got to make your resume. Like you got to make it look like, Hey, this guy can transition uh, from like the industry to something else. And you have to kind of work that up, you know, worked, worked uh, um, a couple retail jobs, worked uh, at Hilton um, corporate offices uh, on the phones and stuff doing that. So, you know, you can kind of make that transition into like, all right, now I got to try to find something, maybe in an industry that, that I know a little bit more about, um, you know, going to school helps not, but you don't necessarily have to have a college degree to, you know, land some of these corporate jobs. No, you don't, you know, so it just like, you know, it, it is kind of who, you know, but at the same time you have to put the effort in for that. What I did was I, I decided to leave, you know, all right, leave, leave the restaurant, wake up at five, six in the morning, completely change your schedule around. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was tough. And that's just from my experience. I'm not, but I'm sure you've heard all sorts of stories from all sorts of people, uh, X, you know what I mean? Like just in, in, in what you do. So I've heard, so especially a lot of people transitioning from the hospitality or the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. a lot of them say the same thing. You say it's not exactly the most reputable, or I don't see myself as a professional. And one of the things I tell them, if they're trying to make a transition, regardless of the industry, if you are problem solving and serving people, you are a professional. Mm -hmm. You have to start looking at it. If you are responsible for cash transactions, Mm. you're responsible. So if need, and if you don't think that your job is important, try coming up short. You come up short, that's an issue. So mm-hmm. If it's an issue, then that lets you know how important your job is. And everybody needs to start thinking of their jobs like that. If they do something wrong, 
what are they held accountable for? If they're held accountable for a lot of things, that's one of the first things you can help to build your resume to think that you're more of a professional, regardless of the industry. And so it's just taking a lot more value in what you do in spite of the industry or what people may think. Because servers work very hard and they deal with a lot of problems yes. all day long. Yes. And these are, these are transferable skills. They can go into other industries. They know how to deal with a lot of stress, okay? Um, now you can take a physician or maybe an engineer that works by themselves, put them to be a server and they wouldn't, ha they wouldn't be able to handle it. Nope. <laughs> You're right? Maybe if right. they've had experience with it before, prior to that, maybe they'd be able to handle it. But I know when I go out, I'm like, I couldn't deal with that. Facts. <laughs> you know, and so it's putting more stock and investment in yourself and then understanding that you are going to need to make this transition. Are you ready for what's out there? Because it, it can be done. You can make the transition. Congratulations on you, too, again. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it was, uh, trust me, and, and it is tough. Let's, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to make it seem like it was something that, you know, it happened overnight. It took two, three years to finally, you know what? And, and, and let me stop bullshitting because funny enough, I, like, I still bartend. I have a job where I bartend one night a week, uh, on Monday nights at, at, at this little beer and wine spot now. Um, but, you know, you got to do what you have to do, um, <laughs> during this pandemic mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and during everything else. So uh, a lot of people hearing this that are in the hospitality industry, um, you know, also think about that as a, like, like that's, a, that's a fallback, you know, that, that's your plan B. You, you, at least you got a plan B or a plan C. Like you have a skill. You, do you can go back, you know, I can absolutely. go back and bartend. At least I can kind of follow a little bit on that. Not that I'm going to make, you know, that I was making the same amount of money I was making with the corporate job that I, that, that I had and, or, you know, with this starting job coming up, but it's still income, you know, it's still, it, it still helps if, if, if you need something coming in. And what about, what about for those people that are out there working as a bartender or working as, as a server, those people that are professionals, how about them leveraging their customers to build relationships with people because you're you're getting you're seeing all types of people all the times in different types of industries especially if you're a bartender so you have more of a conversation that is such that is such a good point because mm -hmm. it, it is so that is one key about uh or, or one plus about you know being a bartender um you you can you're almost like a you know like a I don't, I don't even want to say like a little psychiatrist for these people. You know what I mean? You're but, a um, little therapist. You're a bit hey, of a therapist. Yeah, you had a couple of drinks in them. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's be real. And you are. You are. You know, you're, you're, you're pretty much like, like a bartending therapist there. But uh, you do make uh, connections. You do meet people. You make, uh, you, you know, those. Um, uh, do you build relationships? You, you yeah, know, you build relationships. You, start, you, you but, get a little network. That's this networking. It's tough. It's it's tough when you're serving, though. It, it, I guess it depends. It depends where. I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that, because a lot of the time, you know, if you're in a, 
I mean, I guess it could be beneficial too if you're in like a high tourist area, a lot of in and out traffic, um, but you could meet somebody, you know, it, but as long as you, you got your head on straight, and, but that's, that's the thing, you know, it's, and it's easy to, it's easy to just kind of coast through the, through the job and go through the motions uh, if you're already kind of like one of those uh, career servers, you've already been doing it for so long. Um, you almost don't even want to take that step. That, that I, th- I feel like that might be the problem a lot of the time. I don't know if you've ran into that speaking to speaking to people um, and trying to help them out uh, with their jobs and careers. But a lot of the time they're afraid to leave the industry. Yes, they are afraid to 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 make a change is um, they're worried about, of course, the income. Mm-hmm. And. We know we've heard it over and over again, stepping out of your comfort zone. Right? Yeah. We, we see all the memes and all this stuff trying to motivate you. But, you know, when it comes about talk about that dough and you paying your bills, you know, it, it can get a lot. It can get a little scary. But what can be possibly more scarier than staying in a position that you really don't want to stay in, in for the rest of your life and going through the motions for the rest of your life? Mm. <clears throat> That doesn't even sound exciting. I'm going to spend the rest of my life going through the motions. And the doldrums. And the doldrums. Now you see why I invited the man to come in and drop some knowledge, everybody. Now, if you wanna if you wanna get more knowledge from Mr. Xavier, I'm gonna have to pay because this is it right now. We're about to take a little break. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Xavier's gonna join us back, but now when he when he comes back with us, we're gonna be uh we're gonna be talking about the you know the usual things that we talk about. We're gonna get into some things. Okay. That sounds yeah. good, sir. Yes. All right, gentlemen, we'll take that you little break. We we'll come back. Everybody, don't go too far. We'll be right back. You're listening to Get How You Live with a You, your boys with the uh, you. Ross and Saul and special guest. The X-Man, Xavier. Holler to play when you see him on the streets. Yeah, he'd be so extra. I love it. <laughs> part two in this year. Got part two, cut. Was that was is that is that you on your West Coast tip? <laughs> Mark ass busters. <laughs> Trick ass Mark. Trick ass. <laughs> Mark ass busters. I wonder if I mean I guess they kind of talk like that. Ah. Uh... Real, real OGs, Mac Ten OGs, like from the eighties. Mac Ten OGs, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo. What up, Kush? What up, Kush? 
And then all of a sudden, it's like something about being a, a Mark ass Buster, but Mark ass trick, trick ass Mark. It's <laughs> <laughs> something else. But ah, our guest has returned. Yeah. All right. We didn't scare him off. No, no. no. I'm chomping on some some Baskin Robbins Rainbow Sherbet, man. This stuff is a oh, oh, addictive. I Rainbow, uh, Rainbow who? Rainbow Sherbet. Oh, uh, I love Sherbet. Do you really? Yeah, I like oh. Sherbet more than I like ice cream. Wow. Yeah. Try this Baskin Robbins, man. They 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 figured it out. Yo, real quick, I got to give a shout out to my boy Doug Gabriel. It's his birthday today. I was just texting with him. So, shout out to former NFL wide receiver, former UCF standout, Doug Gabriel. Uh, I might actually meet him for a drink after this, but happy birthday, go. man. So, I know he uh, he listens. He's been on the show way before, earlier in the year, or last year, actually. You like you like, you like like the flex, X-Men? You like the flex? Yeah, man. I see that. I see that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I see that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean it like that. I just know he listens, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't a bad move. You need to mean it like that. You need to mean it like that. Yeah, no, it wasn't even a bad move. You just gotta let motherfuckers know sometimes. You know, former Oakland Raider, well now Las Vegas Raiders. Why oh, see, you just went full circle. (laughs) See, you was talking like you was from the West Coast, and then you brought it. I see you. See? That makes sense. There you go. Cuz had birthday to my cuz. But uh, but yeah, we back second half. Get it how you live with a U. All right, second half. Get it how you live with a U. We got our exclusive illustrious guest, Mr. Xavier Humphrey, career coach extraordinaire, sir. We didn't get to do it in the first half, but um, we gotta hit you with the sinister six, man. Mm. So what is the sinister six? You say, well, it's a series of six questions that we ask every guest. The first time that they come on, you see how I said first time? Because we expect you to come back a second time and maybe even a third time. So first time that they come on so that our uh, listeners, all 16 of them, can get familiar with you. So we like to think that these questions say a lot or not so much about you. But it's just so that if they want to feel like they got to judge you, they can judge you off of these six questions. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. All right. Question number one. Yes, sir. Um, Bigger Pock. Oh man, that's easy. Big, definitely. Okay, okay. That's, that's not even close. <laughs> okay, my man said it's not even close. I love it. Okay, okay. Uh, what shows are you streaming right now, or show? I am The Walking Dead, and I just got finished watching. What's the um? The the Saul, uh, what's his name? Um, was it oh, Breaking Saul? Bad? Yeah, the Breaking Bad. The the, the uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that again. I kind of like that. Got it. Got okay, it. okay, okay. Here's the million dollar question: What is the song that is played the most on your playlist? Hmm. The most on my playlist. I would have to say <laughs> Mob Deep, Kooji Rap, The Realist. Mm. Ooh, I like that, that one. That one is, it's just, it's a, I like that one. It's a, it's a song to me, like, 
for me, I use it because I want to try to, I'm trying to be so much better in my life and things, but I'm trying to stay genuine at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the real is kind of like, you know, it's like, uh, try to stay real if you can do this. So yeah, that's a song that I really. Yes, sir. Okay. Heavy rotation still. Okay. Yo, that's the. Was that uh murder music? Oh, I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah? All right, all right, all yeah. right. I still got it. I still got it. Still yeah. got it. Still the my hip hop. Still on my 90s hip hop. All right, all right. All right, all right. Um dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> you said dogs. <laughs> Not even no hesitation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dogs, dogs. I mean, cats are cool and cute, but sometimes they like they got an attitude. Mm. Bougie ass. Yeah, yeah. So definitely dogs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Hot or cold? Hmm. Uh, Definitely I live in Florida, so I say hot. Okay, okay. Uh, Beer or cocktail? Cocktail. Mm, You're a bougie motherfucker. Yeah, plus... It's the sugar, man. I'm a sugar fan. <laughs> yeah, sugar addict. He's like, what is the bouginess? It's the sugar. It's the, no, it's the sugar. That's why, yo, I just finished. I just finished this whole thing of this Baskin Robbins. And I, yo, my man. Oh man, yo, you know what, man? Shout out to my man. You know what? While we at it, I'm gonna ask you, anyways. Um. Because I mentioned earlier that you were a uh, that you were a comic book nerd, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just ask you a quick question before we get into the shits. I'm glad you said comic book. That oh no, nah. I know I know I know my yeah. man. I know my yeah. man. Come on yeah, now, that means a lot to say. Comic come book. on now, come on now. I, I had to, I had to do you right. I had to yes. come correct. So then, your top five comic book characters. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Okay. Um, my top five comic book characters. We're going to go with one. Uh, the, uh, the Living Tribunal. Wow. You see you see how my man came through, Saul? You see, okay. you see okay. who I bring on this podcast? I'm, I was starting to write down some notes, and I just dropped the pen all of you a sudden. See, you you, see, you okay. see who I bring okay. to this podcast, B? Okay. Keep, let me hear some more, then. <laughs> um, I would go with uh, Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I like, I like Silver Surfer. Um, this gets tough now. Cause I, cause I, I tend to like teams. Uh, most of my the the books I have are like teams. I like teams more. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um, I guess we could go with um, uh, Doctor Doom. Yeah, like I'm a big Doctor Doom guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like Victor. And um Wow, this is tough, man. It's funny, they gave the Living Tribunal a nod in the Loki series. Real quick. I don't know if people missed it or not. 
but I, I missed that one. I think I Oh yeah, you're gonna have to go back yeah, and watch Loki I, I again. I missed that one. Yeah. Um God Lee, this is this is a tough one. We got we got what two more, right? Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and go with um I remember I used to always pick try it was hard for me to pick between uh so we 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 could put um Tony Stark on there. Mm, Tony and we could go ahead and put um God, I have so many of their comic books. So I don't know why I'm making this all we can go ahead and put Luke Cage on there. Right. Yeah, because I have a, I just have so many of their, 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 their books. So I don't know if you noticed the, the characters, they range from like street to like the whole galactic thing to. Mm-hmm. But you're, so you're a big Marvel guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, that was really hard. And, uh, and I'm going to probably go back and now I'm looking at my, my wall and I'm looking at characters. I'm like, oh, you forgot this. You forgot this person. <laughs> you cool. You cool. You cool. Since, since since you're a big Marvel guy, we're just gonna go into it. Um, and then I promise this is the last one. What about what about the the MCU flicks? Okay. Give give us your top three. Oh, that's really tough too. But I I, I think they were they were all great the way they put them all together because I kind of see it in those one. Just I saw it all like a, like a series to me. But number one. Well, I'll start with number three. Um, I like the Infinity War. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was that was good. I like the the last Thor movie, right? Ragnarok. The Infinity War. Yeah, Ragnarok. And then uh, probably um, Captain America: uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, I'm so happy you said that because that's that that was definitely in my top. That one's definitely in my top three. All right, all right. Yeah, cool, that's, cool. That's an outstanding movie, man. That was that was. That it's it's was got good. everything. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. It's got everything. All right, man. All right, that's it. That's it. I, I I've taken enough of uh enough of the time away. Let's, I like it though. I like the answers. Let's let's get let's get into some things. Let's get into some right. things. Yeah, all right. So, I mean, what do we got here real quick that we could just kind of dive in on real quick? Because I know this is a big one, DeSantis losing the, uh, the, the, like the mask mandate thing that he had going, how he's trying to not have a mask mandate to the, for the school boards. Yeah, so, is, right? so he, had the, he, had, he, he had the order, he had the executive orders prohibiting school districts from, enforce, from enforcing or for for actually, actually what what I, I can't for voting. So, yeah, so the judge rules against Florida Governor DeSantis's ban on mass mandates in school. Yep, and basically, oh, yeah. basically saying that yo, you you just passed the law, you just passed the law that you had said that would give parent groups more rights, <laughs> and now you over here trying to turn that around and say yeah nah. Um, I'm going to make the decision because basically his law was saying that parents have the right to make educational and healthcare decisions for their children. And so now you're turning around and saying, now nah, I'm going to make that decision and say, 
nobody nobody can 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 enforce that they have to wear a mask. So that kind of you know, boy, you know, I, I, yo, let me start this off. Let me, <laughs> let me get in. Let me jump in here right quick. Mine's is gonna be real quick. From my understanding, I thought this was all a public safety issue. Mm. Okay, I know there's just so much information coming out about what's going on. And I think it's all new to everybody, even, you know, the scientists, you know, and they're kind of go trying to go based off of science. So what I'm hearing from a lot of people on either side is that, you know, I'm good, I'm good. And you're hearing a lot of eyes. But if it's a public safety thing, it's supposed to be like a community thing. So you're supposed to take other people into consideration. Mm -hmm. So it's no different than like, so if you were in the movie theater and I, on a regular day, I just came in there coughing on you. You literally <laughs> felt me like on the back of your neck coughing. This is just pre-pandemic. You'd probably be like, yo, what are you doing? Really? You know, because you're, you're spreading germs, right? And so I just look at it like, because I know... I understand what DeSantis is trying to do. <laughs> I really do. I see the bigger picture for him. Yeah, I do, and um, I, I kind of see what how, what ticket he gonna ride, how he's gonna do it. But I just think that everybody should start to think about this stuff more as a a public safety thing and a community thing, and how can we come together to to all figure this out? You know, because we don't really have a real life Avengers. <laughs> To come to the right. <laughs> yeah, nobody luckily, couldn't save us, dog. Luckily, um, luckily that judge, you know, went ahead and ruled the way the judge ruled. Um, it's crazy because more people have been infected of COVID nineteen than at any other po any any other point during the pandemic. Right now, yeah. right. Like the number of deaths are like two hundred and forty two a day. Yeah. So before we had level. the vaccine, we got more people dying. Yeah, than... and we have yeah, we have a vaccine exactly. <laughs> and we have a vaccine. <laughs> <clears throat> and has so, to wear masks. It's uh, it's it's pretty wild to yeah. see these numbers, and it, then you know it's pretty wild, and it's jarring to see, you know, this elected official, a governor, a governor of a state of, of Florida, one of the biggest states, yeah, one of the top <laughs> population-wise. Yeah, and it's like you know, and and he just doesn't care because it's all about his political agenda, right now, and uh, now more than before, we're seeing more children being hospitalized with this. That's scary. And more children are dying because of this than they were before. So I just want to know where all the Save the Kids people at now all of a sudden. Fuck them kids. Yeah, straight up. That's what they're saying, <laughs> that's, saying this whole time. That's what they're saying, bro. That's Not, what mine's saying. are good. And that's what everybody is like. My kid is good, right? Yeah, for yeah. now. I'm good. Everybody's good <laughs> in my house. I'm good. Mm. So... I don't have any concerns about what else is going on out there. Yeah. And yes. I, I see everyone taking the same attitude as they had, as silly as the sound, when the whole toilet paper thing was going on. <laughs> you, go in, you go into the store and you see families, you know, picking up so much. And I'm like, well, there's not going to be anybody for anyone else. I got to make sure my family's good first. <laughs> And so I think that's the, the attitude that everybody's kind of, you know, having about the whole thing, man. Yeah. You know what, though? Like, 
and and we don't have to get in the weeds on that one, but America, and, and we can say Western society, but I don't, I, don't, I I'm going to just say America or modern society. You guys can decide, but ha- hasn't been communal in a long time. No, no. Yeah, I don't think it's any any coincidence that all of these apocalyptic movies and TV series are so popular, you know, Walking Dead and all of this kind of stuff. Because when you look at the point of those, it's people are supposed to come together, but you can see the, the zombies are not even the most dangerous people in the show. So no. And that's that's the second of... second Walking Dead reference. Didn't we have him last week? Yeah, no. He, the, the, as soon as he <laughs> said that, he was watching Walking. I was like, "Yo, Roscoe said that last week." Yeah, really? yeah. I got. You know what? I'm gonna watch the first episode because I missed it last uh, last Sunday. I got it DVR, but I'm, I'm gonna check it out. I'm caught up up until that 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 first episode for this season. So we'll see what's up. It better be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry because they sucked me in. The last four or five seasons have just been horrible. And I'm just so mad about it, but but you're still watching because so you need time. closure, right? Yeah, you know, so it is what it is. Um, yeah, DeSantis is it is what it is. That listen, people, anyone listening, and I, I feel like all 17 of our listeners, uh, you know, pretty much are on the vaccinated side. If not, I you know, I, I hope you guys are changing your mind soon. Vaccinations a community responsibility. So, like that, so it really is. So you're talking about vaccination being a community. Uh, responsibility. We we just found out, well, maybe it was earlier this week, rather, that you have some employers who are like, like, like Delta, for example. Delta's like, yo, we're going to start charging our unvaccinated employees $200 a month extra for yes, their insurance yes. premiums. Yes. No, right? And then you have, like, and then you no, have Aetna. Ahead, no, no, no. That was, I was just going to say Aetna saying that they're going to stop like they're gonna stop waiving copays and deductibles for unvaccinated uh, for unvaccinated patients or I guess clients who are on their insurance. So, I mean, here we are. We just said it's a it's it's a public safety issue. We've we've come to terms that our nation's not that communal. We have insurance companies who are like, listen, we're not going to pay for you if you decided to be unvaccinated and now you catch COVID and you're in the hospital. What's it going to take? Is it going to take something to be able to convince people who are unvaccinated or or people who, who decide not to wear masks? Like what, where are we, where are we going to be able, when and where are we going to be able to persuade? Because at this point, I'm just... I'm just tired. I'm not going to fight with you. If I'm having a conversation, let's say I'm talking, let's say I'm talking to my man Saul and then we're, we're just chatting it up. And then out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not vaccinated. Then I'm like, oh, so now at that point, do I go ahead and try to convince him? And I'm not even talking about berating him or anything of the sort, but do I go ahead and try to convince him? Or I take into account, yo, man, it's been 18 months. We've lost countless people. We're on pace to lose countless more. Do I just charge it to the game and just make sure that we are six feet apart and that my, my mask is on tight? Bro, I'm at the point where if I if I know you're not vaccinated, and like, get the fuck away from me. 
I'm not even like I don't even want to do anything. If I'm at the I and and we've talked about this, Ross, and I mean a lot of people already know this. I've said this on previous episodes. I'm at the point where I I'm at, it's like zero tolerance for me now at this. It's like with with smoking cigarettes. I'm like zero tolerance with that around me. Like get, get away from me. Like if you I'm I will I'm the I'm the guy that'll grab your 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 pack of smokes and crunch it up in front of you. Because that's how like I'm at that point where it's like I, I, am I gonna have to walk around with like vaccine syringes, like Batman and the utility belt? <laughs> you just have to like go around and just be like, Pa-pow! find out they're not vaccinated and just, secretly just like stab them in the neck. Yeah, because I'm over this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over all this. I don't know what to do anymore. You know what? If I had a superpower, I wish I had the superpower to vac- vaccinate everybody right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, pow! Like, you know, I, I, I don't get it because forget about it man that scene where uh what is it in x-men i think it's like x-men 3 where uh they come up with like the uh the vaccines they're trying to shoot the oh man the yeah, vaccine yeah. that magneto, yeah, magneto hurt. My, magneto broke my heart man yeah bro but he catches <laughs> it around and the air turns it around on everybody i was like oh i would do that to everybody right there vaccine bow in your face <laughs> i don't even care I, I I don't care. I'm I'm so over I'm so over anybody that that is just anti anti the vaccine right now. And you know you want to wait. What do you want to wait for? Till you're dying? Would you bring someone on the show that was unvaccinated to talk to them about it? I mean, if they're ready to get just berated <laughs> and humiliated. So so the answer on my part is yes, but I have some concerns about my co-host. Okay. <laughs> My answer is, yeah, come through, see what you got to say. But I also know that my man's going to get the stung lashing off. So well, I wouldn't, you know what? I almost don't even want to give a voice to to, to that, to, to those people to that side. Like, they don't need, a, like, anti-vaxxers, like, what? there's nothing that they're going to tell me that's going to, you know, make me change my mind about the vaccine. Like, there's, and I feel like it's the same way for them. Like they're just their their heels are, are are dug in the ground, that they're just like nah. There's nothing you can do to to change my mind. That unfortunately, you know, they're gonna have to die. Their child is gonna have to die for them to realize like, oh, it should have got that mumps vaccine. Yo, and 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 to be honest with you, I'm not sure that that's gonna happen either. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because you hear and read. I've I've read stories on AP. Hell, I even know some stories uh, uh, anecdotally from my wife where people who are at her hospital who are positive, who are in a very dire situation, keep on saying, but I don't want to get vaccinated. And it's like, dude, Mm -hmm. you're sick. You're about to you're in a bad situation that the vaccine ship sell don't worry we're not going to try and vac- vaccinate you at this point but you also have people who, who who are in dire straits and they're still rejecting the idea of a vaccine so now my thing is you know and Xavier you tell me your your thoughts on that my thing is i i if you don't want to get vaccinated you're okay that's foolish but why are we not wearing masks if we know like if we know that wearing the mask is going to protect us, why are we not wearing a mask? Like you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. We said it, right? It's it's a public health issue. It's a public health issue. You don't want to do that part? That's cool. Look, we tried we tried the lockdown. This ain't it, it's not it it, it it didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well. Right. People people didn't stay home. Those who stayed home are also happen to be the ones who are pro vaccine, right? 
So there you have it. Uh, my man, <laughs> my man Buster Rhymes had, had some thoughts about another lockdown, and he's not with it, and he's not about masks either. So what what do you what like how do you how do you deal with someone Xavier who is not vaccinated but also doesn't want to wear a mask? Well, I had a conversation with a, a mentee of mine that chooses not to get vaccinated because. She has concerns of um, infertility. Mm -hmm. So I asked her, where did you get this this science, this information from? Where did you get this information from? A meme? Yeah, I said, you should talk (laughs) talk to your physician. I said, have you talked to your physician? And then you can talk to another physician. You can talk to so many physicians, you know, and um, I think that she just said that because she's just really scared of getting it. She just doesn't want to get it. She's scared to get it. And she really can't put a good reason. Why? Because you're scared. You're explaining to me why. Did you? Where did you get that information from? So naturally, you're supposed to, just like anything else, go get some facts and some stuff uh, about it. So she chooses not to get vaccinated and her family. Um, I think one person in her family has gotten vaccinated. So I think it's actually more of a family thing. But as far as the mask, um, their family are, they are wearing masks. But I haven't met anyone that doesn't want to put the mask on. I know sometimes in the grocery store, there's some people that, you know, that they don't want to put them on, but I'm not going to actually get in a conversation with them about it. I feel uncomfortable when they don't have the uh, mask on. But you know, people fighting on planes. I'm not trying to say nothing. <laughs> Yo, son, we talked about that. You know? <laughs> we can't. You can't say nothing to anybody at, at, at this at this point. I just, I just get disappointed because of what's going on in the hospitals. How people are overworked, understaffed. I mean, running out of uh, oh, what is it, running out of O2 for the for the tanks. I'm taking. I'm taking four showers a day. I don't care. They're trying to tell me to conserve water here in, in Orlando, like where, where I live at. <laughs> like you got to conserve water in Orange County, in, in Orlando for because of that, because of the CO2 or whatever it is. I forget. When I read that, when I first they sent me an email, they left me a voice message. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, a couple of social media posts. I started laughing. And then I started taking two extra showers a day. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I did my part. I got vaccinated. Are you kidding me? What, what, now you got to tell me I got to conserve water for these clowns that don't want to get vaccinated and don't believe in science, but then they're going to want to rely on science when they get sick? Nah, die. son. Let him die. And if, you can see, yo, if he dies, he a dies. A community thing, right? It's a com- Now you get to see where it's a community thing. because Yeah. Nah, they, 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 broke, the, they broke the unwritten like rule of, the, of, of being part of the community. That's so right. now... I don't. I'm not going to participate in being part of the community for them. Man, the man said he going to take four showers. Yeah, <laughs> five, five on an extra hot day. <laughs> I don't even. I'll come home on a break from work to take a shower. <laughs> I don't even care. This is what I deal with, Xavier. This, this, oh this, man, this, this, I got. <laughs> What's that? You know, the second half that Western Suns is kicking in. 
Yeah, hey, you know what's what's the song? I, 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 I like I like that 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 he's keeping it real. You know, <laughs> this is how people feel. This is how people feel because of what's going on, right? Oh, he's you know, trying to beat up physicians when they're coming out of teachers' meetings. Saying, <laughs> Yo, I mean, he's saying, yeah, it's crazy. He's saying, "I'm going to use the water." <laughs> yep. You guys, you, they need they need what? They need they need water? No, sir. I'm sorry. I need. You know what? I need to. I need to wash my hair for the third time today. <laughs> yes, my my long luxurious hair. This got a fade, bro. This motherfucker got a fade, bro. He talking about so he got to wash it. Like a like a like a like a super soaker war, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a slip and slide party out here soon. Watch <laughs> sprinklers going crazy. I don't even care. I gotta. You know what? I gotta wash mustache. Funny enough. So I'm going to have to take a shower for that coming up. I'm going to take a shower before I go to bed tonight after we get off this. <laughs> I took a shower before we started this podcast. <laughs> Yo, so hold on, man. You you mentioned school, uh, people coming out of school board meetings, getting accosted yeah. by protesters or, well, physicians getting accosted yeah. by yeah. after, they, after they, they try to impart some expert knowledge. How about... Um, how about there's a school district in Wisconsin, mm. um, Waukesha, Waukesha, W-A-U-K-E-S-H-A, Wisconsin. And the, that school district opted to uh, end its federally funded program to give free meals to students. So, so the reason why uh, one of the school board members said that it made it too easy for families to become and they, they could develop an addiction to the service. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think this fucking makes sense. And the reason why I'm saying that is because even Osceola County is offering free breakfast and lunch to all the students in the district. Doesn't matter what your parents' income is. If you're coming to a, a public school in the county of Osceola, you get you're gonna eat for free while you're in the school facility. Wow, I didn't know that. But motherfuckers in, in Wisconsin are saying no. I know it can't be because the cost is too much. Because we all ate school lunches before, bro. Trust bro, me. it's it's federally funded. It doesn't cost anything to the school board. <laughs> there you go. It doesn't cost them anything. But they're saying no because they don't want these families, they don't want the kids, the students to become spoiled. And and, and they're the only school district that opted out of that over there. Wait, what getting spoiled from getting lunch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, free meals. <laughs> free lunch yeah. at school. From getting a free meal at school. Mm. Mm. Wow. And and this goes back like so. So again, com community. Yeah. Like here, you had an opportunity to that every freaking student in your district, whether whether their parents can afford it or not. And I think the emphasis should be on the or not part. They're yes. getting free. They're getting a free. They're getting free breakfast, free lunch. And you know, there's research out there. Yo, when students have a good breakfast, they are ready to learn. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You know what I'm saying? And nothing worse, worse than some third grader sitting, sitting and reading 
and then falling asleep. You know what I'm saying? Falling asleep, they ain't got no energy, or they or he or she's got to worry about their stomach grumbling mm-hmm. while they're trying to learn how to read. Mm. Addiction to the service, yo. That's what they say. They don't want them to become addicted to getting a benefit. The kids, the kids. I, I had free lunch. I don't remember paying for, for lunch in high school. I know that. Unless yeah, I wanted like the Papa John's pizza or whatever, right? <laughs> well, first of all, I don't think any of the lunch is all that great that they're gonna get addicted to it. Hey man. Thank <laughs> you. Yo, the Mexican pizzas though. Thank you. Thank say. you. That's all I gotta say about that. I was about to say, <laughs> hey man, the Mexican pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> The little pepperoni cubes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't know what's up, Wisconsin. They they fucking up on that. Um, spoiled with free meals. I I I, I just can't. And, and and unfortunately, the way I look at it is like that's just another another. And I and I'll go up flat out and say it, that's just another racist way of trying to, you know, or classist way maybe. Yeah, but. definitely classist. You know, classist way of keeping people down. Classist. But I'm still going to attach racist to it because, you know, it's it comes from a racist heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, trust me on that. All right. I, well, I don't know. I don't know the makeup of the Waukesha school district. But I do know the makeup of why anybody would want to take away free lunches from anybody. And that's boils down to, you know, definitely a classist thing. But that's when, you know, we we open up uh, Pandora's box and then we start to say, is it a coincidence that most of these, you know, people that receive the free lunches or or whatever? I I mean, I would say, in my experience, they look a lot like me. Mm. You know, but. Hey, I I don't know here. You know, I've I've come to learn that uh, a lot of the people that uh you know society thought was mooching off of uh, welfare and stuff all look like me, but they're all living out in Kentucky in middle America, living in <laughs> living in trailers. Yeah, you figured out a way to weave Kentucky into this conversation. It's the, it's the truth. A bunch of redneck backyard yokels out there. Getting welfare, living off my tax dollars. Let me get some Western Suns. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> like, give me a break. And then they want to blame it on us. Like, we're the ones that, you know, like, like, like minorities are the ones that are just abusing the system. It's like, give me a break. Like, my mom's a perfect example of using that system, having it benefit us when my father died, you know, to her, you know, going back to school you know, getting a job and then, and then supporting for our family and us not being on welfare anymore because anybody that's on welfare will tell you it's embarrassing. You don't want to be on that. That's not something you brag about. But hey, you know, whatever. Let's keep that stigma up that it's everybody, black and brown people are abusing the system when it's a bunch of toothless yokels and trailers out there in middle America <laughs> cooking up meth in their in their you know, homes abusing the system, but yes. whatever. What we all that? saw Breaking Bad. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> uses the system. People mm. try to like, I have some people in my family that are like, tired of people in welfare and stay off the system. It's government handouts. And I got into a big argument three weeks ago with somebody in my family about that, right? 
Mm. And I was like, yeah, but you sh you sure took them pandemic payouts, didn't you? Mm. Mm -hmm. Took them all and was and was beefing when you didn't get the last one. Yep. <laughs> I get all those phone calls right now. <laughs> I get all of those phone calls right now. That's a, that's isn't that government assistance? Mm. Yeah, exactly. We got a we got we got this one last thing I, I want to hit on because I, I feel like we should hit on it. I'm glad that they did the right thing, um, and then we'll go to uh, Ross. I hope you got to get it how you live. Yo, you know I stay with perfect, stories. Perfect. So Dylan Roof, the maniac who shot up a church in South Carolina or North North Carolina. Well, it was in Charleston, South Carolina, man. Yep, South Carolina. Uh, the court decided to uphold his death sentence. Yeah. He killed he killed nine people, right? Yeah. Killed nine churchgoers. Yo, my man's went in there, got on, I think it was either IG or Snapchat. You know, you, you walk in a church while people are having a prayer meeting, you know they're always ready to, to take you in. So they took him in, started praying with him, singing around him. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yep, he got on IG or Snapchat, did a live real quick, panned around everybody, turned his phone off, and yeah, he started shooting people. Killed nine church members mm -hmm. after they took him in. Probably, probably extra love because he's yeah. in a black church. Yeah, yeah, it's a black church. They see a white, a little white dude with the bowl cut come in. Yeah, they're like, they're like All right. oh, they're like, oh, if, if a little black, if a little white dude come up in the church in this church, you know he needs Jesus. Let's let's <laughs> let's show him some love. Let's show yep. him some love. And exactly, and that's what he did. And that's what he did. And so he goes ahead. He does that. They bring him in, right? How did they bring him in? Stop that! Stop that! Burger King made sure got, got him a meal. Made sure he had something to eat before they he took was, him in for booking. He was hungry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After he killed nine people, had a long day of killing mm -hmm. nine people at a church. Made sure work up, sure, work up an appetite. Doing made that. sure he was good. And then now mm. he got he got the death penalty, and he was he was he was G enough to. Uh, he was G enough to try and 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 um and and he 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 tried to what do you call it appeal that. Kyle Renhouse is the next guy that I want to see get that. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I hope he does. It's funny because his attorney is on life support right now because of COVID. After he was a big COVID denier, saying he wouldn't get the vaccine. Hold Just throw that out Lord. there. Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney. Wow. Yes, sir. <sighs> on life support. Oh, man. You can't make this shit up. Shout out to no, I can't. I can't make this up. Wow. Anti mm. anti vaxxer, whatever it is, a lawyer who read Kyle Rittenhouse and at least seventeen alleged Capitol rioters. Oh, he's just making bread. Is now on a ventilator with COVID nineteen. Holla on that on on that on that white nationalist. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> What an idiot. So, yeah. My man is hospitalized on a ventilator with COVID-19. Hey, that's what racist gets. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, seriously, that, that's, what, that's what you get. What, what else would you expect? Mm. So, yeah. So, hey, I, I'm, I'm, okay with, I'm okay with all of this that's happening. Do you say you're okay with all of this? Hey, I'm okay. I'm okay with all of this. You know, I, I usually try not to 
try not to be so biased about certain things. Psych. But uh yeah, for real. I was about to say when. <laughs> <laughs> when have you but, been biased? You know, but when it comes to this, I tell you what, this is uh it's it's music to my ears, and I hate to I, I hate to gloat in it because cause I really do like I'm I'm a big uh like like you know I'm I'm big into sports but uh and and I hate to admit that um oh X Men he's a he's a big Knicks fan and a Jets fan oh gosh yeah yeah the misery yeah but things are finally starting to look up a little bit you we'll know see. what man <laughs> when you're so when you're so far at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up could be like this, like tiny, tiny step. But hey, for, fourth place in the East. It's and, nice and we to signed Kemba Walker. Come on. It's so yeah. It is. It is. It is looking better. I I would like to see us compete. Continue to compete. I wasn't sold on Zach Wilson, but apparently I saw these preseason games. He's playing tonight, and he was doing pretty good. So, and he, hey, we'll see what happens. But um, but. Like I was saying, I don't, I don't like to be a like I, I'm, I, I hate to admit I believe in sports superstitions, you know, like, uh, like the basketball gods, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't talk trash to the basketball gods, <laughs> like that's that's just a thing you never do, you know, you don't, you don't count your chickens before they hatch, you know, things like that. Like I get it, but boy, I tell you what, and and you try not to gloat, like Yankees have won, you know, twelve straight, like you know they're playing tonight. I listen. I, I'm a big Yankee fan. I'm loving this right now, but I don't want to talk any trash just because you know how it how it can come turn around on you. Yeah, yeah. So the same when it comes to this, like you know, I don't I don't want to talk too much trash. But hey, you anti-vaccine and you want to think that COVID ain't real, and now you got a ventilator <laughs> and you about to die. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yo, you be so petty. <laughs> oh. Boy, I'm telling you right now. I you mean, it's so like, petty. Call me Richard Petty, baby, NASCAR. <laughs> you are Richard Petty's shadow. <laughs> you so petty. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. Anyways. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, and do my little get it how you live. Let me hear it. Let me you hear know it. what I'm saying? So, um, yo, this one, I mean, every single one of them is fucked up. You know what I mean? It's just like a messed up situation all around. But this one was like, damn, son. So um, yesterday I read a story about this guy named Bill Orender who uh, moved to Daytona Beach over three months ago. And um, he came. Where did he move from? He moved from up north. But um, my man still ain't got no furniture in his house. And do you know why he doesn't have any furniture in his house? <laughs> because he hired a professional moving broker, and them motherfuckers never brought his furniture to his crib. Oh, damn! <laughs> Straight oh, wow. up. Straight up. My man did a Google search, came up with a company named Nationwide Moving, mm. called them. They were like, "Word, we'll set it all up. They sent some movers over there. Confident Movers LLC. They came mm. through, put everything, put everything in a truck, and then uh, yo, move, move my man's stuff, and then you know, uh, we'll see you at the spot. Word. That was back in May. 
And so I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Yo, turns out that's like a regular scam. <laughs> that is a regular scam. Like heads are straight up holding people's furniture hostage or just like, yo, bouncing. Like they get your stuff and they disappear with it. Damn. If I was thinking next time I move, I was going to hire movers. But you know what? Now, fuck it. I might just rent that U-Haul and do it all myself. No, no, no. I got a company I could recommend. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a local, I got a local company I can recommend. But yeah, you get older, you get older, you save money to get movers. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like Yo, you're a professional, bro. You're a professional. You can't be out here, can't be out here with your boys pushing forty plus, trying to lift that, trying to lift that count. <laughs> it's not a good look, B. It's not a good look. I mean, if I got to do it, I got to do it. I, if you got to do it, but I'm holding out for movers if I ever got to leave this. Spot. It's 2021, <laughs> B. You know what I'm saying? You want to get dudes who do this for a living? Oh my, oh my. Yeah, man. So, so the company, the company, uh, says that they got extra fees, blase, blase, blah. But yeah, man's man's has yet to get his fucking furniture, yo. Jeez. And it's one thing, like yo, you know, I gotta get a new living room, I gotta get a new bedroom. Nah, son, they got all his shit. So he ain't got no bed. I mean, he probably got a little something, but the bed that he left the crib with, living room set, dining room set, still ain't got that. How fucked up is that, yo? So, to all these moving brokers out there, get it how you live, man. You were saying something, sir? Go ahead. My bad, man. I know. I was saying, when you think about it, there's somebody... As we sit here talking, there's somebody sitting here thinking right now how to rob your ass. Straight up. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up, bro. Like we, we go to work every day, take care of family, do social life. There's someone thinking of everything that we do, whether it's at a restaurant, with this transaction here, whatever. How can I rob these motherfuckers? <laughs> Straight up. Yo, Calvin got a job? Let's go rob him. <laughs> yo, this is real. Yo, but, but but this is real. I remember um I remember when I first started working at the college, I used a um I used one of the vending machines and I didn't have any cash, so I used my card. Yo. Mm. Within hours, bank account was dried up. Mistake. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bank account was dried up. So yeah, I'm over here working however many hours a week. Some motherfuckers just sitting in the car, put in a code. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just was out there, put in the code, and now they got access to all the info. Mm. Ain't this about a bitch? Pump that. Um, yo, any uh, any shout outs? Let's 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 kick it off. Let's do this. Word, word, shout outs. You know the usual. Shout out to my wife, of course. My little man. Mr. The the the, the bachata dancer, the merengue dancer. Ooh, we're about to see. We're about to see tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh and uh yeah, man, that's 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 who I want to give a shout out to. Oh, and shout out to Buster Ron for being an idiot. Uh, that's all I gotta say about that. Cause I was hurt when I saw that. I was like, damn, you know. Me too, I, man. I spent a, a, a very large portion of my life. Looking up to this man, and two Me things too, can be man. true. You know what I mean? He could be a great, amazing rapper and just have things wrong when it comes to when it comes to public health. But it's right. still he's but trying it's still to impress. See my man. He's trying to impress the people signing those checks. Yeah, 
I guess that's what so. it sounds like. That's exactly what it sounded like to me. But that's but that's my shout out. Mm. Xavier, what's up? Shout outs. Shout out to everybody out there. Still looking for that job. Yeah, mm. for real. Keep your, keep your head up. Keep grinding. Understand your worth and your value. And be a professional on your current job. Because if you're not a professional on your current job that you have, then you can't be a professional and talk about it during an interview. Mm. Yo, hit Sad. my man up. Hit my man up. Hit my man up. Yeah, where can I mean, like, can people find you somewhere? What's the yeah, deal? They can find me. It's real easy. Career mm. Progo. Career Progo. P R O G O at gmail.com. Mm. Hit him up. Get your bread right. Try to try to better yourself. Get your resume looking right. Yeah, that's another thing. Get people. Listen, work on your resumes. If you if you know if you can find somebody to help you with the resume, get them to help you with that resume. Um, you know it's it's important. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's important. If if you're at a college, there's places within the college that'll look at your resume. All the colleges have writing centers, or they have career centers. If you're not in the college, Workforce Central Florida, Goodwill, they will help you with your resumes. Yes, Goodwill has a career center, and they will help you for free with your resume. Mm. There you go. Facts. Yo, shout out to Xavier, too, for gracing us with his presence tonight. Much appreciated, sir. Facts. This was fun. This was fun, man. This was fun. I appreciate it, man. I do a lot. Let's see. Uh, quick shout outs, usual. Long shot barn billiards, my boys. Uh, Mo holding it down out there. The pawn shop right next door. Harold holding it down. My boy Alex holding it down over there with those fellas. Um, let's see. Alan, Ray, and Charles, LA Insurance. They got an office off of Boggy Creek, right across from Publix. The other office is uh, off OBT, right across the Florida Mall. Uh, Kenya Robinson, the Blitzel Restock Image Project. And. Um, Man, just shout out to everybody, all the listeners and everybody else out there. That's about it. I, I really got no other shout outs. So I'm trying to think. If I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, shout out to you, whoever I forgot. <laughs> That's about it. Um, that word. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, check us out. You know how we do every Saturday. This uh, this thing airs. Um, follow me on Twitter, Solly D's. Instagram, Saul underscore wall underscore. And follow our Facebook page, Get It How You Live, with a U. You know, interact with us. Let us know what you think. Please do. Please do. All 16 of y'all. Maybe 17. Yeah, because now we got Xavier on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, 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 that's what I counted in when I said 17. So I was like, ah, we got one more. So <laughs> I factored that in. I factored that in. Word, yeah, word. But um, shoot, man, I guess that might be it, huh? Any any last words real quick before I, I kick off the uh, the theme music here? Wrap it up, B. That might be it. Stay tuned, everybody. Every week, stick with us. Tell all your friends. All right. Do all that good stuff. Xavier, thanks for being with us. You're welcome anytime. Thank you for having me on, man. Of course. Of course. Peace. Peace, everybody. Peace out.